It was not easy to live, being young, being so completely alone. Go to the gold one. Steal what you want. Learn. Don't be afraid, the dead man told him. But how could he not be afraid? The silly but worrisome old ones used the gold passages. They might be found anywhere in them, most likely at the ends of them, where the gold skeins of symbols ran endlessly into the center of things. That is, exactly where the dead men kept coaxing him to go. Perhaps he had to go there, but he could not help being afraid. Juan did not know what would happen if the old ones ever caught him. The dead men probably knew, but he could not make any sense out of their ramblings on the subject. Once, long ago, when Juan was tiny, when his parents were still alive, it was that long ago, his father had been caught. He had been gone for a long time, and then had come back to their green-lit home. He was shaking, and two-year-old Juan had seen that his father was afraid, and had screamed and roared because that was so frightening to him. Nevertheless, he had to go to the gold, whether the grave old frog-jawed ones were there or not, because that was where the books were. The dead men were well enough, but they were tedious and touchy, and often obsessed. The best sources of knowledge were books, and to get them, Juan had to go where they were. The books were in the passages that gleamed gold. There were other passages, green and red and blue, but there were no books there. Juan disliked the blue corridors, because they were cold and dead, but that was where the dead men were. The green was used up. He spent most of his time where the winking red cobwebs of light were spread against the walls and the hoppers still held food. He was sure to be untroubled there, but he was also alone. The gold was still in use, and therefore rewarding, and therefore also perilous. And now he was there, cursing fretfully to himself, but under his breath, because he was stuck bloody damn dead men. Why did he listen to their blathering? He huddled, trembling, in the insufficient shelter of a berry bush, while two of the foolish old ones stood, thoughtfully plucking berries from its opposite side and placing them precisely into their froggy mouths. It was unusual, really, that they should be so idle. Among the reasons Juan despised the old ones was that they were always busy always fixing and carrying and chattering, as though driven. Yet here these two were, idle as Juan himself. Both of them had scraggly beards, but one also had breasts. Juan recognized her as a female he had seen a dozen times before. She was the one who was most diligent in pasting colored bits of something, paper, plastic, onto her sorry, or sometimes onto her sallow, mottled skin. He did not think they would see him, but he was greatly relieved when, after a time, they turned together and moved away. They did not speak. Juan had almost never heard any of the grave old frog jaws speak. He did not understand them when they did. Juan spoke six languages well. His father's Spanish, mother's English, the German, the Russian, 
the Cantonese and the Finnish of one or another of the dead men, but what the frog jaws spoke, he did not comprehend at all. As soon as they had retreated down the golden corridor, quick, run, grab, Juan had three books and was gone, safely back in a red corridor. It might be that the old ones had seen him, or perhaps not. They did not react quickly. That was why he had been able to avoid them so long. A few days in the passages, and then he was gone. By the time they had become aware he was around, he wasn't. He was back in the ship, away.